Hello and welcome to another episode of Full Send with Christina Kim and Alan Shipnuck. We're back at it. It's been a little while. We've been kind of resting and refreshing ourselves and storing up our, our little hot takes like like the uh, squirrels harvesting the acorns here in Carmel Valley. So CK, what you been up to? I, let's see. So we took off the week of Christmas. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, Thanksgiving, excuse me. All these these off-season holidays all sort of blend into one. So mm. I had a lovely Thanksgiving with my family. It was very uneventful, which at my age is something that we always strive for. There was no political talk. There was just lots of uh, just lots and lots of fun stories. Actually, my parents were talking to me about because you know they're 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 cool enough to watch the YouTubes. And so they've been watching some Korean programs that talk about people that have defected from North Korea and the stories of what it's like, one, in North Korea, as well as how difficult it can be to acclimate to, like, quote, unquote, modern Western, you know, South American civilization and just the the things that they just don't understand, like people that have never seen an egg before and then they gorge themselves on eggs and you know the some people say they've never used toilet paper or you know just all kinds of amazing things and and it's done in a way that my parents say is uh tragic and sad and yet these people that have been through so much are able to tell stories in a way that can you can laugh and you can laugh with them at you know the the ways that uh, you know, us that are fortunate enough to live with electricity, to live with running water, to live with fucking eggs, you know, like take for granted and stuff. So it was it was actually quite nice of a conversation to really sort of solidify everything that we can and should be thankful for every day, not just the was it the last Thursday of November or some some bull crap like that. Um, obviously, different different implications to people that are uh, indigenous, Native Americans, Indians, depending on which tribe you are funny story when i sorry i'm kind of long-winded here but when i played uh when we used to play yeah, a evergreen green evergreen bay, tweet <laughs> when we used to play in green bay i remember i was there for the media day to announce it and so i flew up to green bay in the middle of december it was awesome because uh we were over at thornberry golf club which is the 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 official golf course of the green bay packers and the packers were playing against the Detroit Lions and it was it was a, it was an awesome awesome game um, but I had learned that the tribe of people over there the indigenous people they they wanted to be called the uh, the Indian uh, sorry the Oneida tribe of Indians of Wisconsin as opposed to being called Native Americans so I remember I first read that and I called them that and they came up and were like thank you for calling us Indians and not Native Americans I was like I I'm happy to know that there are some tribes that want to be considered Indians and there are plenty of people that want to be considered Native Americans. And I was just grateful for the lesson in that. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> well, right. I mean, and I've, you know, through the last year or so, you know, I, I remember for most of my life, African-American was, was what I thought was the preferred term. But um, as I've been educated, you know, uh, black with a capital B is is generally more preferred because there's there's so there's black people in the United States who uh, 
you know, their roots are in the, in the Caribbean. That's how they self-identify or other parts of the world. And they, they don't really consider themselves part of the African diaspora. And so it's like really, um, you know, how you identify yourself is, is important and it may be different from somebody else. And so it can be a challenge in modern life to, to use the terms correctly, but it does take a little investment because it's important to the other person. It may not be as important to you. And so, um, and then these things evolve over time, right? Like, I mean, I think when I was a kid, Oriental was a, was a common term and Mm -hmm. now it, you know, it's, it's very much passe. And so you have to, you have to, you have to stay with the times. And, um, so it, it it is a fascinating thing. I mean, language is powerful and self-identification is powerful and where they, they intersect that identity a lot of times. So anyway, we digress, but you were talking about thankfulness. I just saw on Twitter, I did not fact check this, but, um, and you can't oh believe everything you read on, I know you can't believe everything you read on Twitter, but it has the ring of truth. It said, if you, if you have $4,200, you are richer than 50% of the world's population. And, um, you know, that, I don't think that means cash on hand. Like if, even if you're, if you're val, if, if all your possessions are worth that much, like it, it does give you a, a needed perspective that, um, you know, the, the, the concerns of us and, in the professional golf and golf media are, are slightly different than most of humanity. So it's, it's or good America to have that in general, America in general, you name it. Like, absolutely. Um, yeah. I know it's interesting. Like, uh, lo- locally, there's, uh, some of the, some of the kids at Carmel high, they went down to, to Mexico and they built, um, homes for people in need, which is awesome. And I totally support that. And it's like, you know, you can just drive 20 minutes over into East Salinas and there's people who are in desperate need and, uh, you don't, you don't have to go that far. And, uh, that's another thing during the holiday season, uh, we all like to give back and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be in distant lands. I mean, there's plenty of people here who need the help, but is this a golf podcast? I can't remember. At some stage, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> yes. And going off of that real quick, uh, obviously it has already passed, but you know, I, I, I always, I, I've had a couple of talks with friends about the whole concept of Giving Tuesday, which take place, takes place after Cyber Monday, which takes place after Black Friday, although with the way that the uh, shipping ports are still a bit clogged and everything, you know, it's, it's, it, a lot of stuff was just Cyber f- or, or uh, Black Friday week. And so it kind of happened before Thanksgiving as well. Anyway, um, I was just kind of having some talks with some friends about, you know, the whole idea of, you know, Giving Tuesday. And it's like, I, I don't care if you you know i i i don't care if you need a holiday to feel like you need to give i just wish that some people wouldn't be like oh i saved 600 bucks on uh tv on cyber monday so yeah i'll pitch in 20 bucks kind of a thing like it's at the end of the day like that was me being a bit judgmental and so i was like you know what actually as long as people doesn't matter when it is you find time to give do it even if it just means that you go to you know your your local starbucks and say hey i'm going to add this you know, here's 50 bucks, add 30 bucks to the next $30 worth of orders and you take 20 or even if it's just, you know, I'll pay for the drink and the drive through behind me or whatever else if you, you know, frequent Starbucks and things like that. Um, but anyway, yes, golf, 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 golf. Well, what are things we're thankful for? I mean, you have to start the list with Tiger Woods hitting golf balls. I mean, coming out of, of the hero, uh, world championship or whatever they call it these days. Um, you know, there was some interesting golf got was played, and Colin Morikawa lost a five shot lead, and Oof. and Henrik and Jordan were had a ridiculous penalty, and all kinds of stuff happened. But 
Tiger just blots out the sun. I mean, just just him having hitting a few balls on the range in a Sunday red, and people were losing their mind. It, 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 completely different scale than anything that happened between the ropes. Um, not that we have forgotten how big Tiger is, but now that he's kind of reemerging after his car accident and um, starting to hold a golf club in his hand, it's just like the excitement, the energy, the intrigue is just off the charts. So what what did you make of, of all the Tiger stirrings in the Bahamas? Besides the fact that Mofo is swole, he is clearly... You couldn't you couldn't do any leg presses, but he was not he was not skimping on the biceps. I mean, the guy looks bigger than he's ever been. So I oh. thought it was interesting too. Well, I participated in the Tiger Mania because when they first posted that picture of him taking, you know, he he when he just said like swing in progress or or uh, progressing or whatever it was making progress. Yes, I tweeted OMG 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 until all hundred two hundred and eighty characters were filled up, and. Um, uh, it was funny. I had a couple of friends that were like, did you see what, I don't know if it was, it was some golf publication, like they had a, on Instagram, they had like a bunch of like different people in the world that were like, you know, whether it was LeBron James or Justin Thomas that were like making comments about Tiger's, um, you know, uh, return to being able to take some full swings. And I was the lone girl in that bottom right hand corner where it was just OMG, 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 OMG. And I was like, that's the best that they could find from the ladies. I'm sure that's not the case, but thank you. Um, no, I definitely partook in that in that in that media frenzy. Like just the fact of you know knowing that the the PNC uh, parent child tournament had not completely filled up their field yet. Like there there's you know I don't know if Tiger's going to make the call and be like, dude, yeah, I'll come and I'll play with Charlie. Um, you know it, it's 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 going to you know, obviously for me, one of the big things is how um, the Cordas, uh, Nelly and her father Peter, are going to be playing. I love that. I think that that's incredible. And, uh, you know, yet it's still going to be overshadowed entirely by if Tiger and Charlie tee it up. I, I mean, I lost my damn mind. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's intriguing in that. It's, it's uh, you know, an off-season hit and giggle, so you don't have to grind as hard, and you're not going to post your own score. Because, you know, Tiger has immense pride. He doesn't want to come back and, and shoot things in the 80s, right? And so in that format, you don't have to post your own score. He can ride a cart, which I'm not – he's such an old-school guy. I'm not sure he would do that at Riviera, right, even if he could get, like, a Casey Martin dispensation. Would he actually go down that road? I'm not sure. But other people are riding carts, and it's just it's just a father-son. It's not a big deal. So he could, he could ride a cart. And he could tell Charlie, like, hey, just you hit every drive and I'll, uh, I'll just I'll clean it up from there. Um, you know, it's half the work. And he, I think he loves giving Charlie that spotlight and that stage. And so he's happy for, for the kid to, uh, you know, step to the tee boxes and whatever. So um, it's, it's an intriguing idea. I mean, it seems like it's too soon. But, uh, again, I, I, no one's going to care about the results or any, any sideways shots. It's just going to be a thrill to see him out there. But... And then also with Tiger, you know, he's never really been candid about what's going on with his body, right? Whenever he's had injuries and there's always this element of secrecy. And so, so then he, he that, that first video drops, like you're saying, everybody goes crazy. He goes a beautiful rhythmic, you know, swing with a short iron. You can tell from the divot pattern he'd been out there for a while. It was mm. his first swing, right? It was so and good like, too. That divot pattern was so good. Was it was beautiful. so pure. And then he, then he does his press conference at the hero and he's like, Oh, I'm not even 50% there. I've got so far to go, you know, 
it's like okay and a real seems like a real shift in his how he's thinking about his place in golf and what he wants out of it and it's like okay you know We'll be patient. It's, it might be years away. And then he's out there like every single day grinding. He's hitting drivers. You know, he's like swinging with a band. And it's like, well, maybe he's more, maybe he's 51%. I mean, he looked, uh, you know, it's obviously hitting balls is one thing and, and posted scores is another. But um, as the week progressed and he was out there every single day hitting balls and grinding, it's like, wow, okay, this is happening. We don't know exactly when, but it's happening. And uh, so, yeah, it was just the emotions of the, uh, hearing his words versus his actions, they, they, they didn't quite line up. For sure. And that's the thing. I mean, because like you said, the, the, the dude is yoked. So for as much as, for as uh, who that, like legitimately, what if, what if those beautiful, like, you know, they weren't necessarily like a 2001 tiger sort of monster rip at the ball, but with the way technology is, he might be hitting it farther now than he was back then. What if he's like, what if this is him saying, like, yeah, I'm not even at 50% because he's like, I want Bryce and DeChambeau to feel like he did when I was at my peak in 2001 and he was just learning how to play the game kind of a thing. Like, you know, we, you have, we have no idea. And obviously, like you said, you know, being able to stay stationary and just focusing on the fact that he's able to rotate and push off that uh, that right side is huge considering the fact that he, you know, amputation was certainly on the table, um, you know, within within the couple weeks prior to that making progress video, Tiger was at a hotel in L.A. where Charlie, I think, had a tournament and like he looked a little bit like a, a, a stereotypical sea captain you know or a captain of a pirate ship because it was a little bit of it it wasn't a di you know it wasn't just like a f easy beautiful flowing motion he had a little bit of that right leg was kind of kicking out like he almost had a little bit of a peg leg action going and and to go from that to seeing him walk now you know at the hero and all the progress that he's made is it is just i mean light years light years more than any of us probably would have thought in all honesty so i'm just i mean i'm all for the tiger mania i am fully immersed in it no, it's fun. And let's not forget too that, I mean, he was recovering from back surgery when, when he had the car accident. So there may be days when his leg feels better than his back. And that could be, you know, those times when he's walking funny and he looks stiff, it could have nothing to do with the leg. It could just be the back's always been an issue in recent years. And it's going to be mm -hmm. even more so, um, after this latest surgery. So, you know, I liked what Tiger said, just, just play limited schedule and just give it all he's got for those weeks. And, not have the constant wear and tear of traveling and the grind to always be tournament sharp and he can give himself long recoveries. And I mean, who knows what he, how far he's going to be able to hit and all those, those sort of things. But on any given open championship venue, if it's playing firm and fast, uh, and you know, a masters where it's, it hasn't been raining, like he's still going to be dangerous if he can, you know, he learned, he had to learn how to swing with a fused back and he cobbled together a different action and he figured it out and he won the freaking masters. So, uh, he's going to have to learn to do it a different way, but we know he's an all time genius. And if he can, if he just has a swing at it, whatever that swing looks like, he's in the ball game, you know, is, is he going to win, uh, you know, at Deutsche bank where, you know, you can fly bunkers at three twenty and things like that. Probably not. You know, he, he may have lost that ability to, on, on certain golf courses just to keep up with the really monster long players. Cause he's not going to be that anymore. But, um, 
on a firm, fast, fiery test. I mean, he's still Tiger Woods and his hand, he didn't break his hands. You know, those, he still has that magic in his, in his fingertips. So, you know, I thought 2016, 15, when his, his body was broken, he had the chip yips and you know, that I was standing there on the old course in, in 15 on that first hole, you know, he had a little iron and he hit about six inches behind the ball and just duffed it down the fairway and then put the next one in the burn and his tournament was over after two swings on Thursday. And people were coming up and gawking at the divot because it was like what a 20 handicapper would take it, you know, side of one of his greatest performances, you know, when he shoot 80, 85 or something. And it was just like, it was sad. And, um, and so I thought he was done then and he climbed the mountain again. It's just incredible. And, you know, he said he doesn't have any more mountains to climb. And I think that's, that's really probably the first time for Tiger Woods as a golfer where that's, he believes that and it rings true. He has absolutely nothing left to prove. You know, he had to, he had to come back after the scandal and he got to number one and then he had to come back after the, the injuries and the chip yips and all those embarrassments. And he had to get back and, you know, he won the tour championship and he won in, in Japan and he won the masters and he was the best player in the world at the right at the president's cup at Royal Melbourne might, might be the best golf course in the world. And so he made it to the mountaintop again, but, uh, I, I think he's realized that, you know, now he, he can play in a different way and just the, just the act of hitting golf shots and just be out there and have the sun on his back and hear the crowd cheering. It feels like that's enough for him. And it doesn't mean he's not going to try his hardest and he's not going to grind it out because that's just how he's built. But, um, it's going to be fun to watch Tiger if he can compete in a handful of events and to have, a, you know, probably he'll have more gratitude for being there. And without that crushing pressure to perform, I mean, to watch Tiger play with a smile on his face and uh, it'll be interesting. And, you know, he obviously deserves that. So I, I can't wait to see it like a lot of people. Absolutely. Not to mention, you know, I mean, he he wanted Tory with a with a broken leg, with a broken knee, you know, like are there all these things, all these mountains that he has summited. Yeah. And for all we know, there may be a mountain out there that he doesn't even realize. And again, it could be something as simple as you said, you know, sun on his back, hearing people cheering for him. It could be, um, you know, the next mountain could be just fatherhood. Uh, it could be seeing how far Charlie can progress, like any number of things. Like it's, it's as a, as a golfer, like, and on top of that, let's say he says he has no more mountains to climb. What if the bitch goes and like wins the, the, the grand slam, like the, the, you know, all four majors in one year, like there's legitimately like the fact that he doesn't, you know, it's, it's like, it's not so much that he doesn't have expectations, but that different level of expectation can just be, it can, it can, who knows what kind of doors it can open up, you know, or you know what, maybe he's going to end up not being able to break 90. Like, I, I don't know. I don't care. The biggest thing is the fact that he's alive, first and foremost, the fact that he's able to spend as much time with his family as he can, and that he still seems to enjoy being out on the golf course. That I think is, is the biggest thing. Um, and I mean, I am all for it like my tiger mania for him as a golfer will never ever die regardless of what it is regardless of what his abilities are and my um my my relishing in the tiger mania of him as a father that is 
that that has even been spurred on more than him as a golfer, which is just it's just so awesome, you know. And the fact that he's able to just be a you know he can be a human if he wants to, he can be a monster of golf again, you know, if if his body allows him to, because he's proven time and again that if there's anyone in this universe that can do it, it's him. But at the end of the day, I just want him to be happy. And and if that's inside the ropes, destroying the entire field, that's great. If that just means that he gets to go and have a whackabout with his with his son and get beat by his son at some stage in his life, that's fucking awesome too. Yeah, Charlie's a huge X factor in all this because I don't think Tiger would put it out into the universe and add any extra pressure. But I'm sure he's thinking, I want to play next to him in his first PGA Tour event. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've all seen Charlie's swing. It's not out of the realm of possibility, right? Like he's got Absolutely. the greatest backyard practically in the world. He's got the best possible teacher. He's got the athletic tools. You know, his, uh, Charlie's mom was a great tennis player and she's an athlete as well. So like, you know, Tiger's thinking, well, maybe since he does run the tournament Riviera and that's where he made his debut at 16, he's like, oh, maybe we could arrange a sponsored exemption for Charlie and maybe he'll all, we'll just happen to get paired together, you know, something like that. So I think that that'll keep, keep him pushing forward. And he, you know, we all know that Tiger has a, a veneration for the history of the sport. He's always been chasing Jack Nicholas, and now he can chase Ben Hogan, you know, that, the, the mythical 1953 season, you know, Hogan only entered six tournaments. He won five of them. You know, he swept the three majors he played in. Um, you know, Tiger mentioned Mr. Hogan uh, in his in his comments, as you like to call him, Christina. He's just Ben to me. But um, and I'm sure that that's like Tiger's thinking, well, how cool would that be? You know, I, I'll renounce Jack and I'll go out, I'll go after I'll go after the Hawk and uh, so. Who knows? He's, he's freaking Tiger Woods. Anything's possible. But any outcome, I think, at this point is is going to be satisfying. If he just comes back and he's happy, that's as you say, that's enough. But we're so accustomed to him doing the impossible, it's hard to just to, to settle on that now. It's like, let, all right, let's see it again, Tiger. I mean, how are you, you saying what he's us? already accomplished is not accomplishing the impossible? Like, no, I'm saying he has. He's done it over and over. So it's yeah. like, hey, do it again. You, no one can he win the He almost lost his leg. I know. And he did I mean, no that could... in itself is almost, you know, he's overcome that, you know, it's, it's, it's no, I know what you I mean, mean though. We've come to yeah, expect we're... the impossible from Tiger. And oh, by the way, I mean, next year will be the 25th anniversary of the 97 masters. Like that would seem like a, an in, once in a lifetime performance. And then he topped it at, you know, Pebble 2000. And, and then he, the best golf he ever played was probably 06, 07. Like it's just, uh, you know, and then, okay, well, his body's breaking down. Then he'll win. He'll win Tory, as he said, with a shattered leg. And then, like, oh, that's ridiculous. And then he'll have the worst internet shaming uh, ever, and the the most Up to this titillating, point. the the most titillating sex scandal. No one can come back from that. It comes back from that. And then his body again betrays him, and he's got the addiction issues. He's got the DUI. Like, all right, now he's he's really done. Okay, let's have I'll just win the Masters. All right, let's just up the ante again. Let me smash up my body one more time. Now let's see, like the guy just creates these impossible scenarios that he somehow transcends. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's unbelievable. So there's, yeah, <laughs> all right. No doubt. So that's Tiger. It's, it's... Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's Tiger. Now he did host a little, a little get together down in the Bahamas. And even though it's a meaningless tournament and there's only 20 people there and whatever, guys are rusty and it's just a working vacation, but there was some fascinating stuff. I mean, if, if Morikawa had taken that five-stroke lead and he turned it into a 10-stroke victory, like, 
I think we'd have to say he'd surpassed John Rahm and he was now the most dominant player in golf. And he's got a, he's got a longer resume and he's knocking on the door for number one as it is, but somehow he's always seems slightly underrated, but you know, that, that could have been a really, um, that could have been performance that kind of cemented him in people's minds in some ways. And, and yet he went the other way, right? He struggled badly on Sunday, coughed up the lead and it's fine. He, he's, I don't think anyone's going to start selling their Morikawa stock, but it was, it was interesting because we haven't really seen him unravel like that before in, in that kind of scenario. And so the fact that it was at Tiger's tournament and Tiger's, you know, waiting on the last green to give out the trophy. And it just, it reminds you of Tiger's greatness as a closer. And it, but also it's like, oh, maybe Morikawa's got some vulnerabilities that were, have yet to really reveal themselves. So I thought that was interesting. It was otherwise a tournament that doesn't mean that much. Well, I, you know, I thought that, you know, I, I was gutted for Colin because he does not show up to not win, um, which is something that can definitely be admired. And, you know, everything he does, he is so disciplined and, you know, he looked lost out there, especially on that front nine on, on Sunday. Um, but at the same time, you know, like my, my brain's thoughts are like, eh, he doesn't need, he, you know, he, he can go out and win the next tournament that he wants to, to play in. You know, he doesn't need that solidification to happen at what some people would call, you know, a, a, a funny money cash grab, you know, not important kind of event or whatever it is. And, you know, also I appreciate, you know, the, the humanity that he showed, you know, and, and the fact that, yeah, like it's not always great. And, it does suck to have, you know, aspects of your humanity shown in, in when you're on in the spotlight, but I have no doubt that he's still on the right path and he's going to show like, you know, it just, it just, for me at the end of the day, will make for a more satisfying, more complete, more compelling kind of story. Um, so I have, you know, I'm not worried. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I was kind of bouncing back and forth between, uh, you know, checking in with the the Hero World Challenge or the, uh, I think that's the name, and the first week of Q Series on the LPGA Tour, you know, and, and I was watching, there were, it was light years away, but there were a lot of similarities. Like, there was just, it was, um, there were like, a, God, it's like 100 and, what is it, 110 girls or something, 110 women are out there and there's probably at least a dozen of those players that I am um, um, like good friends with and the number of like tour mom texts and inner Instagram DMs that I was sending of just being like, I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just like, you know, make sure you remember, you know, it's, it's and like all the cliches all the cliches of such a tour mom <laughs> of like, you know, remember it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, one bad swing is not going to define you. What will define you more is the ability to recover from that. Everybody is going to make mistakes. Uh, you know, you're allowed to get mad, so get mad, but get over it, find peace within you. Um, you know, and then like, you know, the girls that, that made the cut, I like sent, you know, between DMs and, and texts, I was like, mm -hmm. all right, the hard part is over. You had two challenges this week. The hard part is over, you know, and it was like, you know, get some good food in you, get a great night's rest. And on Monday, you know, if you want to, cause it's a three and a half hour drive over to Dothan from Mobile. I was like, if you want to like a putt for half an hour or go, 
walk nine holes and putt around on those greens just to see if there's any difference in in the greens but you know make sure you're pacing yourself this that like all the you know and I'm just like I like I spent like well over an hour like texting and 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 dming you know a, a core group of of the girls that i am like you know really really you know that i really care about and people that i admire and people who you know i love i for me i love q series because it shows um especially for the girls that had for whatever reason you know because we don't know anyone's internal struggles but have uh had some struggles and and weren't able to retain their card whether it's coming back from maternity whether it's you know um whatever it is something happens or you don't play a full schedule and then all of a sudden you're like son of a bitch like the the tournaments i did play and i didn't play well enough in and all of this and all of that it was a solheim year so a lot of my friends on the european tour you know having to bounce back and forth between tours what have you and 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 so these girls that that have come back and have made the made the the second week you know it's just like i i i think there's such compelling stories and and um so you know like extra big shout outs to to Kelly Tan and Megan McLaren and Nicole Brock Estrup and uh Pavarisa Yoktuan and uh you know there's there's a shit ton of girls that i i messaged and Lindy Duncan favorite favorite golf swing on the LPJ tour if i'm being honest She's absolutely pure, yeah. favorite fucking swing and she doesn't have I don't even know if she has a coach um you know everything is like you know she's homegrown and that rhythm is just so beautiful and you know I just I, these girls that they they constantly inspire me and and I am all for celebrating life's victories and you know a couple of them were like you know I'm going to keep these words with me and I'm like dude I'm going to be your hype woman for the rest of your career like you're going to get tired of all the texts that I'm sending you being like you got this go do it remember this or that or whatever else like I want this to be something that you don't even remember you know eight victories from now so um it's kind of nice because you know we're at the beginning of the second week so I don't have to stress as much cuz your girl was stressing your girl yeah, was stressing sure. those first four rounds I'm just like oh my god like because I lived it as well as having to witness it um you know after having played in it myself and it's just like i'm like i i like messaged a bunch of them on wednesday before the first round and then i fucking waited until sunday after the last putt dropped because i was like <laughs> i am not going to text them between rounds like they 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 know that they have my support and i'm going to be there with them and you know if there was I, and i was like checking scorecards and everything and so like with nicole brock estrup i like texted her like on saturday i was like hey you know what way to way to finish you know with with without making any mistakes coming in cuz one course was harder than the other and it was like you know she had uh she had a uh two two holes that were you know not par or better and one of them was you know not not ideal or whatever I was like hey you know what you had that happen semi early in your round and you were able to string together enough pars so you have not put yourself out of it by any means I'm fucking proud of you for that like you know just all these like legit tour mom things I'm just like this is me now This is me. I am a tour mom and I don't give a fuck. I'm good with that. Well, I mean, right, this is the human drama of professional golf. It's Colin Morikawa is already probably has a Hall of Fame resume. He's going to have more money than his grandkids grandkids can spend. So the fact that he blew up on Sunday, it hurts him. It was interesting in the the, the larger narrative, but it's not going to change his life in any way. And um But yeah, all all those girls or all those women you just mentioned in in those those texts you're sending like they're fighting for their job, for their livelihood, for their future. 
And if things go pear shaped, I mean, some of them might just be out of golf. Like the, it's the margins are so thin. And so, uh, you know, we were talking about this, uh, in another context, like it's one of the things that's, I think been a big change in golf fandom is folks are way more tuned into the bottom of the leaderboards and the bottom of the money list than they ever have been. Obviously Ryan French, uh, Monday Q info is a big part of that, but it's, uh, that's, it's really compelling stuff. And I mean, the Q series, it's so brutal. They, they took it to the illogical extreme. Like it is absolutely, it's Darwinian. Uh, it's, you know, the hunger games, choose your, choose your metaphor, but it really, it's, it's, it's absolutely brutal. And that, that's, what's great about it though. I mean, that's why we're, it's so compelling. I don't want no to be doubt. one of those players. I want to be one of the people who's, who's a part of it, you know, or my future's uh, on the line, but as observers and spectators and, and, uh, and chroniclers of, of the whole thing, it, it's, man, it's, it's compelling. No doubt because you've got three courses in two weeks. There's a cut after the first week to the top 70 in ties. I think it was 70. Oh boy. It was 73. It was between 72 and 73, 72 and 74 girls made the cut to make it into the second week. And then from there, it's the top 45 and ties get their tour card. So you have a much better, once that second week hits, you have better than 50-50 chance of getting your tour card. You know, and looking at where, say, I don't know, like 25th is down to where that 70th spot is, there's not a huge, it's not like there's a 12-stroke lead. Um, so the reality is that those those, you know, those, those final 20 cards really are very attainable for everyone. So it is just going to be literal mayhem and I am <laughs> here for it. <laughs> right. Well, you're right. It, it sounds less intimidating because the, the, the numbers go in your favor, but it makes it all the more devastating. If you, if you play a poor round, like, oh man, you know, I'm so close. Like I, I've only have to play solid golf and I could get this card and, so you get off to a rough start and just the mental strain, it, it's just got to be considerable. So yeah, now Q-Series is great stuff. Um, what else has happened in the last two weeks in golf? I mean, I'm a, Tiger was the big one, the hero. Obviously, love what's happening at Q-Series. I'm trying to think what we're missing. Anything, CK? Um, not that I'm really that aware of. We do have, uh, you know, in the, in the last, like, couple of months, we have... Uh, you know, oh, well, we had the the match thingy. The yeah, I, we I didn't, can brush I didn't up watch on it. I mean, did you hate watch it? No, I did not hate watch it. I was busy playing golf. Um, which oh, yeah. by the way, yeah, I took like how much time did I take off? I took off like four days off of golf because I was like, yeah, I'm I'm golfed out. I'm golfed out. It's I need a massage. Yeah, I was hmm. I because I was starting to feel a little bit of the. Uh, you know, I was like, because that high after the Pelican was so, so high. And then, you know, for no other reason than there's no competition right now. I'm just, you know, back in, back at home. I'm in off-season mode, all of that. Like, it just sort of started, like, puttering out. And then the realization of, like, oh, my God, the sun sets at, like, 5.16 in the afternoon. Like, I believe seasonal depression is a real thing. And so I was just like, dude, your girl, she 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 needs a reset 
And Mm -hmm. so I took a few days off of playing golf. I went and got a massage. I've been working out, went and visited a float tank uh, locally here in town. It was great. Um, Sort of. uh, And then after I got my flu and um, COVID booster, I got them in the same arm at the same time. And it caused a little bit of uh, impingement in my shoulder that I'm still recovering from. And I texted my doctor. I was like, Dr. Thomas, like, what's what's up? And he was like, yeah, he was like, just make sure you're icing it, apply heat. Um, You know, it's just some inflammation because that's, you know, it's a decent amount of, you know, liquid that has been injected into your into your muscle tissue. So there's going to be some inflammation. And he was like, I have some patients that after the, the, the booster, they needed like three as much as four weeks to fully recover. And I was like, oh, that's great. Um, but going back to it in terms of the match, I like just peeked in after I had played golf with a, a couple of buddies of mine and looked just to see what was going on. And it said like, Brooks was, I don't know, like two up or three up or something. And it was like, I looked at my clock, it was like 5.30. And I looked and they were just teeing off of seven. And I'm like, and they had teed off at four. And I was like, an hour and a half for two dudes in a golf cart each with their caddies to play six holes in 90 minutes? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want... And then somehow Bryson won four and three, but it was only like 12 holes. I don't know what happened. I was just, Brooks won, excuse me, Brooks won four and three. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know, you know, and then I saw like Phil was doing his commentary and he had his sunglasses on and I'm like, okay, you're inside. I, okay. Okay. He thinks he's Jack Nicholson now. I mean, I didn't watch a second of it. I did click on some of, you know, the, the great thing about the internet is they'll, they'll give you the, 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 the two shots and the four quips that you really need. Yeah. And that was enough for me. My, my interest. Cliff notes. I, yeah. I just don't find the protagonist that compelling. And I mean, it, it was interesting. Which one's Brooks, a protagonist though as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah both, There's like but, two I mean, antagonists. Yeah. They're the antagonists. Brooks. Um, it's interesting that he brought so much heat. You know, he was obviously fired up and talking about how much he wanted to beat him. Like, I wish he, he would bring that kind of intensity to his PJ Tour starts, you know? like Amen. I, um, and Bryson saying he hadn't touched a club in two months. But, like, okay. I mean, it tells you, like, how important this is to you. Like, if, it's, if he doesn't care, I'm not sure I should care either. So that, yeah, was, that was easy plus, to blow off. Plus, it's, we're no longer in May is a big thing with me is – I, I was like, but you know, at the same time, this had been established for a little while, so it was kind of hard to 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 backtrack it. And a number of people that bets, I'm sure, must have had something to do with it. But either way, it's done. Thank you. And hopefully, it's not something that's going to be revisited because it's not necessary. Um, you know, they didn't hug it out at the end, and that's okay too. I find that just as satisfying as anything else. Um, and I did read in the last week or Wait, so. Wait, let me ask you this. What if what if Tiger announced the first tournament, his first competitive golf was going to be another match against Phil? Like that would be, that would, I would have really mixed feelings. Of course, I'd have to watch it, but um, that would be a blockbuster. And given how these I'd guys pay are, for that. Yeah, as I can say, like they try to turn this whole thing into a business, and they're they're trying to make money. Like Tiger was really cagey. That would be it. That'd be the move. Make his return at the match against Phil at the Ocean I'd, Course or something. I'd do that. I would pay for that. 
And I wouldn't look upon it as a money-grabbing scheme because he has, like, four generations of fuck you money. So I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but he's still out know. there, like, slinging monster energy drinks and all that stuff. Like, these guys never say no to money, no matter how much they have. Like, I mean, Yes, I, but it's not, it's not to the same level, I feel like. Uh, you know? I mean, and that's Phil... probably me having a misconstrued perception of, of various people. I mean, Phil hates the tastes and smell of beer, and yet he's he's pitching Amstel Light. Like, okay, uh, you know, he he's he's in deep talks with with the Saudis, and there's various reasons for that. But money is certainly one of them. Like, well, he doesn't you know, have Tiger's four generations of fuck you money. He got like a generation and a half right now. I'd say I don't I don't know. Yeah, Tiger's Tiger's next level, but. Tiger's out there chasing deals and he's building golf courses in ridiculous places for the money. Like, you know, if Tiger Woods design, if they cared about like his legacy as a designer, they would go to every city in America and say, we will build you a muni, a great municipal golf course. That'll be cheap to the public. We'll fundraise for it. We'll do it for free. You just cover some of the construction costs. Like that would be an incredible legacy. You know, if, if there was a Tiger Woods trail of great public courses all around the country, that would be amazing. He's building courses in the desert in Dubai to sell houses and stuff like that. Like, Give it 15 years. The, the redemption arc can be much like the arc of justice. It can it can be very, very, very long before we see any changes to the arc. But the, it can happen. It may happen who knows maybe he listens to this fucking podcast and he was like you know what? i'm not gonna lie i legitimately did not think of that i think that's a fantastic idea thank you alan shipnuck the the arc of the golf universe universe bends towards dollars that's just the way it goes but um anyway we'll, we'll see what happens but i've come up with a couple billion dollar ideas the tiger woods golf trail and then Tiger making his debut at the match, you know, against Phil at the Ocean Course. Like those are those are a plus. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm just spitting facts here, CK. And I mean, I because trust me, and, and this is terrible of me, but I can I can I can reason almost anything, and I, and I would just be like, hey, you know what? It's familiar territory. They're going to be in golf carts, you know. Like I'm just like I want to be able to see golf. Uh, Tiger would swing a golf club. So if that's what he has to do, that's what he has to do to, to, you know, test himself, see where he's at. Like, you know, I, I will. Yeah. And then I'll be an asshole and be like, and then Phil will do it for the money. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an asshole that way. Like I'm, I will, I will, for people that I really, 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 really like and Phil with his, uh, intelligence that is been showcased in the last several years um and you know his his maturing in his own way has i've i've definitely you know softened to him quite quite a bit and you know as much as i've softened to phil over the last few years tiger's my number one so i will you know it's 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 tough and that's not fair of me that being said again huge fan of redemption stories so if the redemption that i personally feel like phil is on right now and it's less of a redemption it's more of a shift toward authenticity that i can appreciate um so yeah i don't i just i just want tiger to be happy at the end of the day and if that means he goes out there and is hobbling on one leg and beats the snot out of phil like that'll make him happy that'll make me happy. that'd make a lot of people happy i think <laughs> 
right. Oh man, this is good. We uh, th- this is a fun little catch up. I I don't think I'm giving anything away to tell the listeners that uh, me, you, Matt Janella, and Ryan French taped kind of a megapod looking back at. The the year in golf, our year as podcasters and um, typists and videographers, and so that that was really fun. So we got we have a, we have a few little end of the year goodies for people, um, but I will I do want to say it here. It's been an absolute delight um, having this conversation all year long with you, Christina, and I'm just, the the regular listeners know that we go back to the the early aughts, and uh, we've been we've been having this chat off and on for almost almost two decades. So. It's, uh, it's fun stuff. Um, it really was a, a really rewarding and gratifying part of my 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 work life and just just my hanging out, being a golf fan. Life was talking to you every week. So just about every. Are you week, breaking so. up with me? Well, <laughs> I feel like you know I, I didn't. We should probably see other people in a podcast sense. As but long as you're we happy, did. that's we... all I want. <laughs> yeah, we no, had no. a weird sort of, it went at points chaotic, which was exactly what I was going for when I asked if we, if, if you guys thought we should do this of like, it was Futurama with a, with a, uh, 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 God, what are the crossover episode with the Simpsons and family guy and like fucking planet earth and all. It was just, it was mayhem and it was amazing and uh it was nice to be able to get to um you know because like you said we've known each other for nearly two decades and I've known Matt for a number of years and Ryan I've only ever known really in a digital sense so mm-hmm. to be able to have all of us in this little box on the internet at one time it was it was it was like the Thanksgiving dinner that I never had because mine was filled with peace and joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. And Ryan's such a character. I mean, he's just so funny and he's so quintessential. Is he really going to Africa? Oh yeah. That's 1 million percent going to happen. Um, <gasps> I mean, so one of the first conversations we ever had when he joined the collective was like, what do you want to do? He said, I just want to go and, and see these little mini tours and out of the way places and, uh, the safari tour we always we are always intrigued by because it's it doesn't get more exotic you know playing throughout africa there's there's obviously your your nations where there's not much golfing tradition so the the road for these guys to to get into professional golf is long and arduous and unusual and yet i mean there's there's now european tour sanctioned events mm-hmm. on the continent of africa and the safari can feed into the challenge can feed in like it's a legit way to make your rank, make your way through the ranks of professional golf. And so, um, he just, we, we've been talking about off and on, but he, he had some tweets about a couple of players at this event that was happening last week. And I just like, dude, why have you not gone on the safari tour yet? What are we waiting for? And that just got us focused. We had some phone calls. Like it's definitely, definitely happening in 22. Oh my God. I've just kind of left it up to him. Like look at the schedule, talk to people, figure out what's kind of the best, you know, 14, 17 days you can spend over there. And, uh, so he's, he's kind of going through that and helps have fixtures on the ground. If we can identify those right people. And even some folks who just kind of barge into our Twitter back and forth, offer their services because they, they're, they've played on that tour or they're, they're down there now or whatever. And so it's going to be, it's going to be epic. Like I did a a small scale version of this for golf magazine, uh, on the Latino America tour. Mm -hmm. Um, this was like, I think 2018 and it's a really fun story, 
but it was a miss in that I didn't have a camera guy with me. And uh, there's so many different ways you can capture it. Like the, I was at the tournament in Jamaica and there was all these um, Rastafarian dudes with like dreadlocks down to their waist. They were, they were serving as caddies and they were taking, they were coming over from Kingston a couple hours away, like six or eight dudes packed into minivans. And it's one of the great regrets of my professional life. I didn't just jump in with them or like the drive home and just listen to their stories and their thoughts about golf and understand their lives a little more. Like there was, there was a lot going on that week and I, I just never pulled it off. And I didn't even really, I wasn't really kind of aware that they were all commuting that way until a little bit deeper into the week. So, but like, imagine if you had a camera in there and these guys, you know, obviously the way they, they speak is so um, exotic and fun to listen to, but their thoughts about the game. And I talked to some of the caddies that week and, you know, they, they were characters and, and their thoughts about the players and how they decided who they wanted to loop for. Some had done all kinds of research. Some would just like walk on the range and look at a guy's clothes and shoes. And they thought they could make a decision that way. And, and so you get to the safari tour, it's going to be that, um, that, that level of otherness is going to be just completely off the charts. And it's, and then send Ryan of all people, like, you know, who's not done a lot of international travel and has he done just, any, <laughs> I can't speak to that, but you know, he's just a nice Midwestern boy. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a, a fish out of water. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be spectacular. And, uh, I am so excited for you guys. It, it doesn't matter which continent he's going to, he's leaving our continent. Wouldn't matter if he was going down to South America, if he was going over to Asia, going over to Africa. Europe, whatever, Australia, we need to make sure that we give him enough time to go and get all of his uh, required vaccines. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get it all sorted. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I've, I've told Ryan, I mean, it's kind of the company policy. If, if you have any story you're excited about, just go do it and we'll figure out a way to pay for it later. You know, like, because if you bring that passion and you write a great piece or uh, series of pieces and it's going to, the, the energy and the around it is going to attract readers and therefore you can always find advertisers and sponsors and whatever. So it's, it's, it's definitely, um, that's top of his bucket list for many years. So it's going to happen. It's going to be glorious. That is so cool. I'm so, so excited for him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'll tell you, this is funny talking about, um, Bryson, not, not gearing up for the match. So, I, I played in band in the end of October and then I came home, I had to finish my fill book and the basketball season started here at Carmel Hive and coaching. We won our first game last week, by the way, that was big. And, um, Oh, no big deal. Congratulations. It's a, play, it's a player's game. The players get all the credit, but we have such an interesting, we have, I have six girls on my team who are really good basketball players and they've been playing for years and they've been playing together and they're really solid. And then I have eight girls who are basically brand new to the sport. And the amount of coaching and teaching is significant and it's, and trying to synthesize. And sometimes I split them up into two different uh, sides of the gym and, you know, the more advanced players are doing more advanced things. Like we're literally still teaching layups to the new girls and just mm -hmm. passing and catching. And, it, but it's super fun to see how much they've improved in such a short period of time. But anyway, I have not touched a golf club it, all through November, now into December. And um, you remember that, that fundraiser we did for band and dunes for the caddies, this is like, you know, early COVID, right. When everything was still shut down 
And they raffled off a chance to play golf with me at PG Muni in Pacific Grove. And mm -hmm. somebody spent a lot of money on it, which was very flattering. I think it was more about just supporting the caddies than it was actually wanting to play golf with me. But they did it, and that was, so, that was really cool. Well, we've been trying to schedule it ever since. This is going on like a year and a half. And so it's happening tomorrow. Uh, which is, you know, Tuesday, December 7th. And, but the funny thing is this guy, his name is Ron Haney. He's super cool. He's like, would, would you be okay with changing the venue? I said, uh, sure. I mean, it's just all about, you know, coming together and playing golf and have fun. He's like, yeah, I got us a time at Cypress point. So I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm down with that, but I haven't touched a club in like five weeks. So the second this pod's over, I'm going to go hit some balls and chip and putt like, you know, it's not an ideal scenario, <laughs> Oh my uh, God, Alan. but I'm not going to not roll up to the first tee. I mean, I've been lucky to play Cypress a good amount of times at this point, but it's always, it's always a thrill. And, um, you know, you just have to, I just, I gotta have to just enjoy the walk and hit some shots and not really worry about the score because it's, it's not an easy place to find your game. Um, you know, those sand dunes and those wicked greens and, <sighs> um, you know, whatever, but, uh, We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe low expectations is the way to go. But so, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, don't you like when good things happen to good people? Like I'm winding up at, at CPC instead of PG. So. <laughs> we'll take it, baby. <laughs> that is fantastic. And of course, yeah. this is, this is the kind of shit that happens to you. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> in, uh, at the Pelican, I actually played in the pro-am with, uh, the group of guys that won the auction to play with Cheyenne. And so we've been trying to get them sorted out. Um, next Friday, I myself am actually going to be playing. Oh, wait, no, this Friday, I'm going to be playing with those same group of guys. Cause I played with them in the, in the pro for the Pelican. I'm playing with them over at mountain Lake, which is like the only Seth Rayner golf course in all of Florida. So I'm pumped about that um and i still got to get uh with uh lewis about the round that i have with tiff joe over at bandon and the girls that uh are uh, caroline and brianna getting them set up with uh with brian Uwe and and all of that like it is and then i mean even freaking wyndham clark's round like you're the pioneer in all of this you're going to, you're the one you, you know, in the sense of you're, you're saying it's been, you know, it'll have been a year and a half. You're the first round that's going to be the first been, one. <laughs> yeah. You're that's the first funny. one that's going to have been redeemed. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I, you know, you can't not have fun because by, by definition, these are people who love golf and care about the people in the game. So how can you not have a good Absolutely. time? Right. You know, it's, Absolutely. it's, it's, it's a self-selecting audience, so um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And honestly, it'd be fun if we were at PG Muni. I love that golf course, and he's, uh, Ron seems like an awesome dude. And so, um, I I would have been perfectly happy to, to peg it over there, that little humble municipal golf course. But ultimately, I can't say no. He's kind of the, it's his day. I want him to be. It's happy, his so. day. It's his, uh, and that's not life to of... say that you can't do morning over at Cypress in the afternoon at PG if if but, everyone's schedule seems to allow it. If. So that, that's, that's what we need to talk about because we do have the, the Carmel High JV girls basketball. We have a road game and the bus leaves oh. at 3.30. I, I obviously need some time to get organized before that. But I'm thinking maybe we'll, we'll I'll take them over to Peter Hay and we can play nine holes at the Hay or um, you know, have a little more golf. And uh, you know, obviously, I'll, I'll spring for it and it'll be fun. So, um, yeah, uh, we're on the same wavelength. We'll play as much as time allows, put it that way. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so pumped for you. <laughs> Full report next time we next time we pod. Um, I love it because 
no one ever gets tired of talking about Cypress Point. So, um, not at all. All right. Well, I'm glad we squeeze this in. Well done. Yeah, we we've we've been we've had a lot of talky in the last couple of hours. I, I didn't realize that podcasting is like an endurance sport. I'm exhausted. I need a nap. This has been like three hours of podcasting. I, I'm like physically tired. How, how soft are we? I know. Oh no, it's just this is this is a different type of mental mental test, especially with technology and everything else like that, and having to you know think on on think talk on the thing. I don't know. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you said it yes, right there. Exactly. Let's, let's release the listeners. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, everyone, thank you again for listening to yet another episode of Full Send with Christina Kim. And Alan Shipnuck. We'll do it again at some point soon. Thank you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.